Good morning. It's good to see everybody here. Welcome to Orange Crest Community Church again. And uh, if this is your first time, as, as Bryce shared, we were really glad that you're here. And our staff would love to meet you. We'll be back at the guest and info table right after the service. And we'd love to give you a free gift just to say thanks for being here. We'd like to greet you. And so if you came from the Orange Crestival uh, on Friday night, if that was an event that you had attended, then we were really glad you're here. And so as a church, we are... Coming up upon our ninth year anniversary, we'll celebrate our ninth year anniversary in February. And so, uh, we started it back in, uh, 08 officially, 2008, and we launched the church with a small group of friends who were sent out from a church that we were all a part of in Diamond Bar, and we moved out here, and we partnered together to help people here in this area come to know Jesus Christ and to become fully devoted followers of Him. And it's been a real joy to see God work here in these almost nine years. Many lives have been changed, our lives, and your lives, for those of you who've been really along for that ride at different points, we've had, it's like a bus stop. People who keep getting on the bus and just moving with us as we move forward. And so for, for those of us who, you know, call this our church home, you know, God has grown us as we've just joined Him in this adventure and as we've been working together to help people come to know Jesus Christ. Uh, this morning is going to be a little different. I-, I wanted to use this morning to really update all of you on some international missions partnerships that we have been exploring. We've been developing some relationships with some people, uh, churches and missionaries in different parts of the world. And so we've been exploring partnerships in Toronto, in Taiwan, in Thailand. And then in Guatemala last year, and then now this year in Germany. And so this fall, uh, my wife, Erica, and myself, and Cody, our worship leader, uh, joined some others from a few other network churches, and we headed to Germany to encourage and assist and support and coach, even at points, some people who've been starting some churches and starting some new works, and some people that have similar roles to us, but just on a different part of the globe. And so we've been uh, buying up those opportunities. Now, while we've been on these trips... Uh, I've discovered that no matter where I go, whether it's Germany or Guatemala or if I'm back here at home in California or in Riverside or this part of the Inland Empire, people are people. Wherever you go, people are are people. And what I mean by that is we may talk different, we may have different customs, we may have uh, different foods that we enjoy, we may have different languages, but the core of who we are, here's what I really come to conclude about people. It's this, it's that all people desire answers to the big questions in life. And if you'd like, I want to invite you to take out this listening guide. It's in your bulletin. And you can follow along if, if you choose to do that. But everywhere, you know, people, you know, we all have tough questions we're trying to tackle. And we need answers to. And there, there are just certain questions that really kind of gnaw on our minds. And we need to kind of settle some issues about some things. It's true all around the world. People are... You know, some of the big questions revolve around relationships. You know, how do you make a relationship work? You know, all around the world, people are trying to get along. They're trying to, you know, there's family life. There's husband and wife dynamics. There's parent-children dynamics. There's, how do I relate to an enemy? You know, when you form an enemy or when someone doesn't like you. And the, the, how do you deal with a coworker, a boss? There's all of these things. And so, people are asking questions about this. The same questions we ask here, people in Germany and Guatemala, they're asking, you know, questions about, how does this work? Or life after death. This is another thing that comes up as, as I traveled around. You know, I could t- if I wanted to talk about a common ground, you know, I could talk about life and what happens after life. You know, we have questions about these things here in our area and, and afar. Or, or meaning. 
you know, what's, what's the purpose of, of all of this? I was speaking to college students last month in Germany. I, was, I spoke in a university lecture hall at the University of Bonn, and I, I, and I talked to the students about this issue of meaning and purpose and why we're, why we're here on earth. And, and because they're asking the same questions that we're asking here. Or pain and pleasure. Why am I in pain? Why, why is there evil in the world? What about pleasure? Like, what's right? You know, I want these things, and, and can I can I have these things? What what are the boundaries, or, or this this big issue of God? You know, again, all, all people are. Well, is, is there is there is there a God? Who is he? Is he real? Is he just a force? Is he is he personal? Can I know him? Can I trust him? Can I connect with him? These are these are questions that people are asking, and if you have solid answers to those questions, and you also have a life to back that up, then. And many of you know this, you, you have opportunities here in, in, in our neck of the woods to answer these questions. You can share answers with people. And so what we've been doing is we've begun partnering over these past couple of years with some, with some people around the globe who have a similar heart and in some cases a very, very like heart. And because what they're doing and what we're doing, it's like we're on the same team. We're, we're trying to move forward the kingdom of God. And, and so we, we wanted to really encourage some folks internationally to press on because as a church, we know so many of us who've been, you know, at this for a while here, we know how difficult it can be to start a new work, a new church, a new ministry. We know how discouraging it can be. We know how much opposition there is. We know how much challenges organizationally and just interpersonally that we face. And so part of our goal in, in some of these trips we've been taking and exploring is to be an encouragement to the workers that are there and to the people that are joining in these new churches. Because it's hard to get these things off the ground. And so we went to see some different folks. Here's a picture of the first gal that we went to work with. Her name is Anya Geilert. She's in Bonn, Germany. She is was raised in East Germany, or the, the former East Germany, and she eventually landed in Bonn, and she is leading Connection, which is a student Christian student group there in the city of Bonn. And this part of Germany has about 2% Christians. And that's that's... A generous number for them, but they would say about 2% of their city claims to follow Christ. And so what we did is we, our team of nine, flew there. She wanted us to come during their week of welcome, where they basically welcome incoming freshman students and tell them about their ministry. And so we tried to interact with as many students as we can during their week of welcome. And so here's a picture of some of the types of gatherings that we joined in. Uh, she had every night and during many of the days just different events that her ministry put on. And so we were inviting people to these different events and then interacting with folks at the events who, who would come. And so we were on campus passing out about 3,500 flyers, which I don't know if you've ever done that before, walking up to strangers giving flyers. You know, sometimes they accept it and sometimes they're like, you know, they want nothing to do with it. And we did spiritual surveys and sometimes people were willing to have a survey until you get to the spiritual word. Like you use the word spiritual relationship and then, oh. And, you know, they'd walk away. And, but we had all sorts of different encounters with people, but we passed out 3,500 flyers. We handed out over a 1,000 bags of gummy bears, which, I mean, that's a good way to the heart of most people, right? A little bit of candy, and so, especially a college student. And so we stapled gummy bears to flyers, and so we would hand out gummy bears and inviting people to this, just this week of welcome. And then we just, we were at... Uh, we did game nights, we did quiz nights, we did pasta parties, we, that we did a worship and teaching night, and Cody actually led a, our worship leader led a concert, and so we invited people to that as well. And while we were there, each of us connected with certain 
folks there in, in, in Germany. And Cody connected with a man named Thor, which is a pretty awesome name, isn't it? So it's his, I think his German name is Torga. And he had a really deep voice, so I'm Torga, you know. But Torga was, we called him Thor. He connected with Cody. We, all of us took a, a, a train from Bonn to a city called Cologne to look at some, to look at his huge cathedral there. And the point was to, you know, to connect with students while we were on the train riding there. And so Cody happened to sit with Torga, who, whose life just he had recently encountered some real tragic events, causing him to question all sorts of things about life and death, about God and his his character and, and and so as Cody listened, Cody had some points that he could really identify with this guy and uh, he was able to share the gospel with, with Torga and, and and Torga wasn't planning on coming to anything else during the week but he wanted to get some more time talking to Cody and so he came to the concert that Cody put on and he brought more questions, more difficult questions and they were challenging questions and um, for those of us that were within earshot, we were just praying for Cody as he was after his concert. He just sat with this guy who who was really working through a lot of hard things. And Cody has had such a real transformation in his own life about what God has done. He just is speaking from the heart, and uh, it really it's like it led Thor just a little bit closer to Jesus. He's not yet yielded his life to Christ, but he's a person that shows up to these ministry events regularly. Half of more than half of the connection students that attend this thing are not yet Christians. And so they're, they're exploring. They're, they're asking questions. And, and there's not, there's not a lot of churches that are really answering those questions. And so this lady is there to really help. And here's a video of Cody giving a summary of our time in Bonn. I want to show you this. Well, this has been quite an amazing experience um, for me, being able to come to Germany and, and just experience uh, what God's doing here. And, and as we interacted with Anya and the students that she's connected with through the Connection program, um, it's evident that God is, is doing something pretty incredible here through Anya and through Connection. And for our team to be able to support her and then for us to interact with one another as a network and uh, just to really experience God coming through in very specific ways if we, as we prayed for students as we prayed for people to come just the right people would come and uh, all of the evenings that we spent doing ministry and, and spending time with the students was uh, valuable and, and really really life shaping and perspective shaping for me uh, so it's been great let's let's uh, back up just for a moment on that video well this has been let's pause that all right, right, just behind Cody is a statue of Beethoven. Bonn is actually the birthplace and ho- kind of the hometown of Beethoven. And so uh, we, you know, you're walking around these streets and you're seeing these buildings that have been there for hundreds of years. And some structures, a Roman city wall, there was just different things. that Over a thousand years of history there. And it's just amazing. You realize what has happened in that part of the world. I mean, our, our country's fairly recent, you know, and you, you don't find... You know, structures that have been around that long. And so, but it was a real joy to be there. And it was especially exciting for us to partner with Anya, who, if you can back up to her, she has, she is there. She raises her own support. And she is just giving her life to help people come to know Jesus Christ. She's in her early 30s. What would motivate a person to do this? What would motivate a person to raise monthly support instead of working their job that they've got a degree to do to, to just share with students? No one, no one else is doing that there on that campus. And so she's trying to be a light there. Or in, in a different part of, of the country, I visited with Robin here. 
Robin is in Jena, Germany, which is uh, it's in former East Germany, where in his town it's it's two tenths two tenths of one percent is Christian, and so very very small band of Christ followers there. We got to be a part of the church that he and some of his friends started about five years ago because as they launched this ministry, which by the way, Robin and Anya, they both committed their lives to Christ as college students through the ministry of connection. And so they have kind of multiplied a work that reached out to them and then now they have moved to try to spark new connection ministries. But Robin committed his life to Christ. He was uh, a social worker, said he'd be a social worker and then committed his life to Christ decided he wanted to help uh, spread the name of Christ, and, and so he he began this, and he's or he's been leading this ministry now, Connection Yena. And again, I, I said they, he and some other friends have launched a church called Gospel Church in Yena. And the reason why they launched a church there is because after students graduate and kind of transition out of college life and out of this student ministry, which is teaching them how to read the Bible, how to pray, how to you know how to be in fellowship, how to memorize Scripture. After they leave college, there's not healthy churches to really step into. And so they planted a work and they're trying to get this thing underway. Here's a picture of his team uh, for Connection Yena. And just had, we had a great time visiting with them and enjoying getting, just getting to know them and encourage them. But why would Robin do this? Why would he do this? I mean, he was training to be a social worker. He could be making money instead of having to raise money to do ministry. Or here's another group. This is a picture of a different city. We were in Braunschweig, where you've heard of the bowling ball Bruns, Bruns, Brunswick, I think. This is where it comes from. We bowled in, we bowled in Braunschweig while we were there, and, and I didn't because my arm. I was just awkwardly standing in the back, like, who's this guy watching us bowl? <laughs> you know, that was me. So I, I was just there watching, and they had me taking pictures for their ministry, and, and, but off to the left is Alex, he's in charge of the ministry there, and he and these other guys across the table from us planted another church, it's called Input, and here's a picture of, uh, the, the next slide is, you see this, this is a dinner theater, and this is where they meet, that's kind of a, a banner of this dinner theater where their church meets, now it says Das Colt, and you're wondering, that's weird. Is this a cult or what? That, I asked him, what does that mean? And in German, it means a cozy place. A cozy place. So they planted a cozy place, not a cult. And, and, and they're trying to reach in this little dinner theater. They, have, they said, they, they started meeting in their living room. And that sounds familiar to me. And then they got into a smaller community center. That sounds familiar to me too. And then they were praying, God, we want to be in a space that's a little more accessible. Would you give us something with a stage and with lights? And, and then this was provided a dinner theater, basically, that they could rent for very little money. And these, you know, young college students are putting things together and setting up and tearing down. I mean, there's a lot that resembles what we're doing and what we've been doing. And so he was a civil engineer by trade. And again, why would a guy like this, who could make lots of money, go raise his support in order to launch these new works? All of these people, Anya, Robin, Alex, they came to Christ in these college ministries, started by this lady here. This is Martha Moore. Martha is, she was a member of of Seabreeze Church, which is in Huntington Beach. And that's one of our network, 176 network churches. In the year 2000, Martha moved from Huntington Beach to Germany 
to start the first connection group on a campus. She didn't even know German, but she learned the language. And since then, six groups have been started throughout Europe. She's now in Amsterdam planting a new connection group there. But the, the fruit of her ministry is as students come to Christ, they get a heart for reaching another campus. So they move and they launch what they experience. And so it's an amazing, inspiring church planting vision and, and student vision. And again, why? Why are these people doing this? Last year, just kind of go back a year, we went to explore a, a ministry in Guatemala. So here's a picture of, of me and John McWhorter and two guys from Texas and then some guys that we met in a village in Guatemala. And it's an amazing story of, of we went to meet these two men. This is Caesar Gonzalez and Steve Reed. Two men, one from Guatemala. You clearly can figure out who's from Kansas. The one on the right is from Kansas. And... Uh, and Caesar and Steve met. Steve was doing some missionary work, I think on a mission trip. He met Caesar. And um, since for the, over the last decade, they've been starting churches amongst unreached people in villages, in these remote villages that you have to either take a 4x4 truck into and then hike from there deeper into the jungle to reach people. And they've been reaching indigenous group of people. Um, the the Kekchi is who they're reaching in the jungle. But he also has a ministry to cowboys throughout the country. Uh, and, you know, they hike in, they build relationships. Last year we gave, as the church, from our Christmas offering, we gave money to help uh, provide a new truck for Caesar. And here's a picture of what they were able to purchase to take mission teams deeper into the jungle. And because um, the roads there, where they're trying to get into, are super steep. He lives outside of Guatemala City, but... He goes, it's like a six to eight hour drive, I think, if I remember, to get to these people where he's reaching uh, these new, uh, you know, into these remote villages. So he needs a certain kind of vehicle to get there. And so uh, we helped along with some other partners to get uh, a new vehicle for him. Very, very steep roads, very, uh, some, you know, potholes. And, and then when the floods come, when we were there, a flood had just came that devastated one of the villages. One of the villages was totally underwater. We had to canoe across um, an area to get just from one side to another. And so people's huts were, were basically uh, underwater. And their corn was uh, devastated. And so a lot of some of those folks out there didn't have, you know, just food. And so we were able to truck in corn and get corn for, for these people, giving them time while their crops were being replenished. And so here's a picture of Caesar at um, the site of a future church in this one village called Cantu Tu. And for, for months, this village and these people, these Christians here, which there are many that are unreached in their village, but these Christians cleared away dirt. You see that bag on the floor? That is a bag that, that represented how many, you know, just this is how they did it. They cleared away dirt, they filled a bag, and they went and they dumped it somewhere else. And they just kept clearing to flatten out this ground. And now there's actually a structure in this place, but, but you know, God has been working and, and I, it's just so exciting for us to be able to partner with people who God has inspired to build up his kingdom and so in fact Caesar is here and uh, he, he's going to share just a few words with all of you and so I'm um, invite him and his wife to come up here and, and say some things in Spanish to you and we'll, we'll have them translated and um, come on up here Caesar Okay, here we go. Let me make sure this is on. Get this here. 
All right, so this is Cesar Gonzalez, and he, 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 can do, he can do the talking. So, primeramente estamos muy agradecidos con el Señor. Firstly, we're—is this on? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Firstly, we're really grateful to God. Por permitirnos estar acá. For allowing us to be here. Queremos agradecerle al Pastor Josué. Uh, we're grateful to Pastor Josh. También a la iglesia. And also to the church. Por la oportunidad que nos dan de poder dirigirnos a ustedes. For the opportunity to be able to speak to you all. Nosotros quisiéramos compartir mucho de lo que está pasando en Guatemala. We want to share uh, much of what's happening in Guatemala. Pero me recuerdo cuando dos discípulos de Juan estaban siguiendo a Jesús. But I'm reminded of the two disciples uh, that Juan were following Jesus. Jesús les dijo, eh, ellos le preguntaron a Jesús, Jesús, ¿qué estás haciendo? They asked Jesus, Jesus, what are you doing? Y Jesús le dijo, y Jesús les dijo, ¿quieren saber lo que estoy haciendo? And Jesus said, Do you want to know what I'm doing? Vengan y vean. <laughs> and Jesus said, Come and see. Okay. Queremos uh, decirles que Dios nos da una gran oportunidad de trabajar extendiendo su reino en Guatemala. We want to share that God is giving us a great opportunity to extend yeah, the gospel. Um, ahí tenemos lo último que podemos enseñarles es esa iglesia que se llama Cantutú. Ustedes pueden ver ahora que después que el, un pequeño grupo, cinco familias nada más, you can see a small group of five families, hicieron una cosa, aplanaron el terreno. They plan, they prepared the ground. So I showed you that other picture. That was a year ago. Now this is more recently. Y hace un mes y medio fuimos y ya ellos tienen lo que son las paredes. And a month ago we went and we, we can see what, we're, what are now the walls. Eh, ellos me llamaron hace un mes. They, eh, ellos me llamaron. They called me about a month ago. Dice que ya tienen el material para su techo. And they now have the material to build the roof. Y pensamos que ya está hecho. Por fe. Pensamos yeah. que ya está el techo. And we believe that it, the roof's already there for, through faith. Estamos mm -hmm. orando para tener un piso de concreto. We're saving to build a floor of concrete. Porque este va a ser una, una base misionera. This will be a missionary base. Porque muchas, uh, uh, muchas aldeas alrededor. Muchas qué? Muchas villages. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Because very many villages surrounding this place. Ellos también quieren tener un, una iglesia. They also want a church. Y esa va a ser nuestro, nuestro mission And house. this will be our base, yeah. yeah. See, uh, Caesar went up into the jungle. When was the first trip you took? How many years ago? Uh, um, 1995. So, 95, he met a man who said, hey, come and reach these people who live in these mountains right here. Come with me. And so they went and they reached the first man. And his name was Jose. Pastor Jose was the first to commit his life to Christ. And then Pastor Jose started reaching out. His whole village came to Christ. And then that village went and reached the next village with Caesar's help and some more guidance and training. And then they've been reaching out from there using the Jesus film and gospel just... Opportunities to share the gospel. Yo sé que cuando yo miro ese edificio, sé que muchos de ustedes van a estar ahí un día. And when I see this building, I know that many of you will be there one day. <laughs> Porque yo sé que tienen un corazón misionero. 
Así es que muchas gracias por el tiempo que tenemos. Thank you so much for the time that we have. Vamos a estar dos días por aquí. We'll be here for two days. Si usted tiene cualquier pregunta, estamos eh, dispuestos a poder compartir con ustedes. And then if any of you have any questions, we are really happy to share with you. Les eh, mostramos una nada más. This is just a small example. Pero tenemos 50 lugares. But we have 50 locations. Y tenemos otros 50 que queremos alcanzar para Jesús. And we have another 50 that we want to be able to build for Jesus. Y mi esposa quiere saludarlos. And my wife would like to say something as well. This is his wife, Elba. <laughs> Hermanos, hermanas, que el Señor les bendiga. Es para mí un gusto, un placer. <laughs> Brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters, it's a pleasure to be here. Es que se me olvida. I forget. Que solo americanos. That you only speak English. <laughs> Primeramente le doy gracias a Dios. Firstly, I give thanks to God por permitirme estar aquí. for allowing me to be here. Quiero decirles que me siento feliz I want to tell you that I'm happy. I feel happy trabajar en la obra del Señor. to work uh, in God's will. La palabra de Dios dice, God's word says, la mía es mucha y los obreros y los obreros pocos. La mía es mucho. La mies. Mies. Mies es la harvest. Oh, harvest. Sorry. The harvest is a lot. Así es que los esperamos allá el que tenga el deseo de ir a evangelizar. So we wait for you in Guatemala and we hope that you the desire to Ya saben que allá los esperamos. Que Dios los bendiga. May God bless you. We wait for you in Guatemala to share the work of being missionaries. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you. you Thank you. Thanks Caesar. Oh, Wendy just learned that she'd be translating today. <laughs> So, thank you, Wendy. And if you speak Spanish, or if you'd even just like to greet them with uh, a hello, they, I'm sure they would love to meet you. And so, if you know any Spanish, then, then that would even be you know, easier for you. And so, the big question here is why? Why do, why do people care so much? Why do we as a congregation want partners? And, and here's why. And I'm going to kind of move quickly through this. But the Bible declares this, that God created mankind good and complete. When you read the beginning of the Bible, He made man. In the light, God gave Adam and Eve a clear assignment, gave them clarity in regards to their relationships. God answered the key questions that were burning. He, he gave them direction. He, knew, he said, here's how you relate to me. Here's the boundaries. Here's who you are. Here's what you're supposed to do with your life. Here's the work I'm setting before you. He answered all these questions. And so, they were not in the darkness. They were in the light. God provided relationships. He, he set a boundary, though. As creator, as a good creator. And then Adam and Eve, the first man and woman, they chose to rebel when they were tempted. And this is what happened. The result of human rebellion was sin entered the world and brought darkness and confusion. And so questions now all of a sudden formed in their minds. Confusion came into the world. It's like someone literally turned the lights of the universe off for humankind. And so... People were now in the dark. And since then, people of all kinds, from all places, for centuries have been trying to build lives that mean something. They're, they're desperately trying to 
get out of the dark and answer these big questions. And so we as people try to come up with our own solutions to the big questions, but there's still darkness. How do you find your way out of the dark? So this is what God did. God's final answer came through sending Jesus to rescue us from the darkness. Jesus is the Son of God. He's co-equal with God the Father, co-equal with the Spirit. He lived a sinless human life, and then He offered Himself as the perfect sacrifice for our sins by dying on the cross. He arose after three days to prove that He was God and He had the power over sin and over death. He could forgive people. And so, if if you are considering you know, Christ, and if you're here and you're in the process of of learning about Jesus Christ and how do I relate to God if you have questions like that but you're not yet a Christ follower then this is what God wants God wants us to know and to trust Jesus personally look at John 12:46 Jesus this is near in the end of his time on earth he makes this statement about his purpose I have come into the world as light so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness you know, Jesus came to lead people out of the darkness. Whether you're living in Germany and you're in the dark, whether you're living in Guatemala and you're living in the dark, or whether you're living in the Inland Empire in Riverside or in this area and you feel like, you know, I'm living in the dark. People can feel like they're living in darkness without answers to major life questions. And so, in fact, that might be you here today. You might be living in a very, very dark place relationally. You might be living in a very dark place financially or physically or spiritually. And Jesus, He actually, He wants to lead you out of the darkness. He, he said, I have come into this world as light. And so, He wants to turn the lights on for us. And many of you, you know Him personally. The lights are on. And, and, and God's given you answers to the big burning questions. And so, if, if you're at a point where you have questions, you like to learn how to begin a relationship with Jesus Christ, on the back of our connection card, there's a contact me box. And in there it says, I'd like more info about following Jesus for the first time. If you check that box on the back of this, we want to just clarify what it means to follow Christ. What it means to come into His light. You know, how, how does He come into your life? We want to clarify what that means. We'd love to have uh, someone from our, our staff you know, get you answers to your questions. We'll send you some information. Now, if you're already a Christ follower, then here's for you. God invites us to join Him in bringing light to this dark world. He wants us to to be participating in in being used by Him to bring light into the darkness. Paul was a first century church planter. He shared this vision as the heart of his ministry. Romans 15 verse 20 is this. Thus I make it my ambition. This is what Paul said. Paul's mission was this. I make it my ambition to preach the gospel not where Christ has already been named. He's not going to people that already know Christ. He's he's going to the unchurched. To those that don't know Christ or can't name Christ. Lest I build on someone else's foundation. Paul had a very unique, in the first century, calling to start churches and... You know, he's starting, stirring up ministry among the unchurched, the unreached. And it's been our desire since we started to be like that. We want to reach the unchurched. And so we've been trying to figure out, how do we make sense to those who don't have a church background? How how do we uh, relate in such a way that this uh, place would be welcoming to people who don't yet know Christ? Versus the alternatives of just trying to build people up for this life only. Or versus the alternatives of just getting Christians in the door. I mean, that's, that's not been our desire. We really want to be about reaching into places where Christ is not named. Whether it's here locally or far from here. We want to be helping people come to know Jesus. And I, I'm so excited for the way we've been seeing this. God is actually 
been using us to be a part of reaching the un, the unreached. And so, in Germany, I mentioned some things. Right now, uh, John and Eric from our congregation, they're on the far right of that photo. We prayed for them last week. They're now in Germany. This is from yesterday when they arrived at the hostel where they'll be staying for a week. And they're working with Anya in at Connection Bond. They're going to be there for another week of welcome. They're just continuing on doing some of the things that we were working with them on. And uh, John and Eric, they raised $5,000 between the two of them in order to pay for all the costs to get to get over there and to be there and to, to be able to help. And here's a picture of, of them at Church for Bond, which is a new church that... Uh, it's about a five-year-old church. Very unique story. Very uh, on-track, conservative. They're biblical in what they teach. Uh, the, they basically... <clears throat> there were some graduates from a, a seminary in Bible college that's there. It's called um, Bible Seminar Bond. And here's the next picture of, of the Bible Seminar. And this is one of the largest evangelical, biblical seminaries in Germany. And it's attracting hundreds of students who want to train in ministry. And so the pastors of the church where our guys were today, um, although I think today is now tomorrow for them over there, but um, which, by the way, that place felt an awful lot like here because there's all these babies and pregnant ladies at, at Kirch for Bonn. And so it, you know, a lot of people are like, wow, this is funny. This, this resembles, you know, and songs that they sang. We've sung a lot of those songs. And so, um, but we... We're exploring a partnership with this uh, seminary as well. And our network of churches has partnered. Here's a picture, another picture of our group meeting with the president of that seminary, Heinrich Dirksen. He's on the far right. Um, I think when I told you about, when I told you about this opportunity that we had in Germany, they had a $1.5 million debt on their buildings to pay off. And they've been scrambling for years trying to figure out how do we cover the cost of this. And uh, in October, Paige Patterson, the president of one of the largest Baptist seminaries in, in our country, from Fort Worth, Texas, flew out to Bonn and brought them a gift of $750,000. And then a German businessman matched that gift and paid off their buildings free and clear. And I, I talked to Heinrich about three months ago in Anaheim, and he was sharing his story about this huge debt that they had. And just, we're, we're trusting that God, him and several professors, they worked and they just drained their savings to keep this place um, running for the last decade and and just scraping and get by and God has provided miraculously and so we we want to partner with this group we may have some ways to send some teams out there to help with some building things on their campus and then that church Kirch for Bonn is doing some building at that uh, at their at their campus as well and so we're excited about what God is doing in those places I'm also excited about what God is doing in Guatemala with my friend Caesar and it, it, he would love to meet you and so if you say hi to him uh, you know that would be, I know he'd be thrilled to just see any of you. And, and then also, just this weekend, Orange Festival. We had over a thousand people show up at our Orange Festival. I want to just say thank you to all, so many of you. Over 150 people volunteered uh, your time to help serve our community. And uh, one of the stories that I heard was a man commented that just how thankful he was to be able to bring his family to this, you know, practically free event. Other than the food, everything, all the fun and activities, the things for the kids were all free. And he said, you know, it cost 30 bucks just to get in the door at the pumpkin patch to up the road. And he said, and that they didn't have 
near the amount of activities that we had going on. And so he said, this was really an amazing thing. And so he was really thankful. Uh, and so, so many of you just sacrificed, you gave, you've been giving and supporting, and then also so many people have volunteered. So I just want to say thank you. And I'm really excited to see what God is going to do through that. I think there's usually a residual effect of these types of events we do in our community. And so um, I want to invite our worship team back up to the stage and ask you to consider what, what would be a next step for you to take. One of the main, you can bring all three of them up. Uh, one of the main ones I want you to consider is just asking God, praying for these different things, praying for the mission efforts in Germany and Guatemala, pray for John and Eric as they're over there right now, part of our church. Pray about our Christmas offering, just asking God, God, would you help me clarify what you want me to, to give and sacrifice towards this. And then this top box uh, is, for the first time, if you've never committed your life to Jesus Christ, if you mark that and put that on your connection card again, we're going to touch base with you and just try to just clarify, help you understand what that really means. Many people that come to Christ in our church have come through checking this box and we connect them with someone and the conversation begins. And we're not trying to force or pressure. Really what we're trying to do is clarify so, so each person has the opportunity to understand what it really means from the Bible to commit your life to Christ. And so, uh, thank you for being here and let's pray together before we close with a song. Lord, thank you for this time and thank you for this group, for our, our church family, for the guests that are here as well. We, we ask you to bless each one. You know the challenges we're facing this week and so God, we ask you to help us walk through them. Thank you for sending Jesus to be light into our lives. Thank you for stepping into this dark world and rescuing us from our sin, from darkness. And God, I pray for those that have not yet yielded to Christ. I pray you'd stir their hearts to do so. Lord, help us to stay on mission with you. Help. There's so much in this life that can capture our focus and our attention. Help us to not speed through this life that we miss some of the main things, God. So help us to be those who are joining you in your mission to redeem and rescue those out of darkness. Pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.